0: I fucking walked in my apartment planning on recording this episode and I don't know what happened. I just started sneezing like 17 times in a row and I don't know. feels like I got maybe some allergies, but it would make sense because it's fucking beautiful outside right now. Episode 25, these. episode 26, these hot takes. Beautiful outside right now, especially in December. It's like what? I don't know, like 70 degrees right now. Sun's out. Fucking... December 14th in the south here. This is the type of weather, like kind of as I've been growing up and playing hockey. Like you go, you go, you go, you go do your practice in the morning usually. And like we got a game tomorrow, so this is unrealistic. But you walk out from the rink, like you walk out the door, you just give a nice, like a little (sighs) deep breath. You're looking around, you're seeing the beautiful colors in the sky, and the sun is out, and the fucking heat is hitting your skin, and you're like, damn. I would love to just start hitting the fucking piss right now with the boys outside. Just having a good time, getting the music playing, just chilling with the guys, deleting beers. You know, what I haven't done in a while is a beer bomb. I feel like that's mostly a college thing, but I used to love the beer bongs. If you know me, you know, I love the beer bongs and you know what we did one time in my sophomore year. Actually, we got this thing in college called the bongzilla and it was, uh, a big, huge, like middle part with six different hoses coming out of it. And, uh, we were putting like, I think it held like 12 beers. So each person could do two beers. And so we were dumping like 12 beers in there and like couple, couple shots of vodka, a little cranberry juice. Like we we're just making disgusting concoctions with that thing. And I mean, eventually it it got a little gross and fell apart and we had to retire the bongzilla, but to say Um, that we didn't use that as motivation to win on a Saturday night at home. Uh, you know, that'd just be a lie. Um, okay. So we'll get into the episode here. I just, as I get more and more into this stuff, and especially during the season, I'm getting more busy and more busy and, you know, I just write some shit down in my notes and I'm just going to go through the notes here. The first thing I have is what are we doing in 2021 and, and almost 2022? Like, what are we doing still handing out receipts for like credit card transactions and like debit card transactions. Like it's literally 2021. Like we're creating robots with feelings and stuff like that. And we're still handing out receipts. Like my dad collects every one of his receipts and he puts them in his wallet. I told him he was just here. I told him, I said, I, I will never, ever, ever get a receipt and keep it on my wallet for that purpose because there's no point, guess what? All my purchases are online, they're all filled out online. If I wanna see any purchase or dispute any transaction, it's just online. Like technology these days, it's pretty crazy. And not to mention, look up BPA and look up receipts and how much BPA is on these receipts and how much of it seeps into your skin when you touch these receipts. I'm just gonna do it right now. BPA on receipts. It's fucking scary. It literally, um, gives you cancer, touching receipts that much. And that's not even a a conspiracy or a hoax. Like that's a real thing. So here's a a public, yeah. Studies have found that individual thermal receipts can contain BPA that is 250 to 1,000 times greater than the amount in a can of food. Um, I'm not even sure what that means, but I just know it fucking gives you cancer. Yeah exposure to BPA is a concern because of possible health effects on the brain and prostate gland of fetuses, infants, and children. So yeah, possible link between BPA and increased blood pressure, type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and a bunch of types of cancer. So just PSA people, let's stop taking receipts. And let's just as a society, just kibosh them all together. I guess we'll get into some some sports before I, I veer away from sports again but uh if you didn't notice um i'm not sure how you couldn't have noticed but uh and i I mean that like i really am not sure if if, unless you're actually living under the rock for the past week and a half if you didn't notice the wild the minnesota wild have one of the best records in the nhl and uh i've seen multiple screenshots them for the time being that they were um had the best record the actual they were first in the league in nhl and um All I have to say about that is that is definitely going to go well by the end of the year. Not. Um, Yeah, that was sarcasm because uh, it's not going to go well. And you can just tell on Twitter um, that, like I've said before, with Minnesota sports, if fans just get way too worked up, people, it's December 14th. The uh, Stanley Cup isn't being decided until, what, the end of June, beginning of July? It's December 14th, people. And all you see on Twitter, any, any any type of hockey Twitter that you follow, every single tweet, screenshot of the Wild, Wild this, Wild that. Look at Kirill Kaprazov. He's got 19 points in 10 games. The Wild are a wagon. You got uh, Spin Chicklets. You got Ryan Whitney even saying that they might have a Stanley Cup caliber team. It's like, oh my God. Have you not seen this story before, people? If I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I see any shred of success from any one of my teams, I'm not saying a fucking word about it. Because you know what happens when you start posting screenshots of the standings and saying how good you are in December, is that by February 15th, in two months, you're fucking four points out of a playoff spot fighting for your life. And That's how it works with Minnesota. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying the fans don't cut it out. Then it might happen. They're just setting themselves up for failure. They've done it with the Vikings in the past. They did it when they went the Minnesota Miracle and they got blown out by fucking Philadelphia. I just don't understand how they don't learn their lessons. They did it with the, the Bama squad, the Minnesota Twins, who end up fucking losing in the wild card to the Yankees. You just, you Minnesota fans just get way too hyped up about everything. Just calm down. Calm down. It's going to be okay. Whether or not you gloat about your team doing well in the time being or being in first place or doing this or doing that will not be indicative on your team's success. But The second you start rubbing in other people's faces, that's when you start getting a ban open. Karma is rears its ugly head for the Minnesota fans more often than it doesn't. So just stop playing with fire and shut the hell up. Let the Minnesota Wild be in first place. You don't have to talk about it. It's going to be okay. And that was Talking Sports on Hill of These Hot Thanks for listening. I'm going to move into something just like a little criticism of the female population here for a second Um, and just want to reiterate a million times I'm not a sexist. This is just an observation I have noticed from the annals of social media and Snapchat stories and Instagram stories. But some girls just fucking love calling guys red flags. They love it. Oh, this red flag, red flag. Oh, this guy's a red flag. This guy's a red flag. This guy's a red flag. I see these girls sometimes posting stories all the time about the new guy being a red flag. Maybe you're a fucking red flag, okay? You ever think about that? This guy does this and that's a red flag. This guy does that and that's a red flag. Oh yeah? Well, what the hell do you do, okay? Maybe look at yourself in the mirror. If you're the one that is seeing red all the time, like, are you wearing red lens blue light blockers because if you are good for you because those things are elite if you haven't worn red lens blue light blockers that night before fucking do it I swear to god they are the best things in the entire world okay it's just these blue light blockers and I'm sure they're glasses now everybody knows what the blue light blockers are by now it's 2021 almost 2022 if you didn't know uh, they block the blue light, the harmful blue light messes with your eyes, messes with your brain. And especially at night when the sun's down and you're looking at screens and, and you got uh, alien lights on, um, it just completely stops your melatonin production. So what these red lens blue light blockers do is they block like 99% of the blue light as you're still awake sitting. Like if you're going to if you're gonna be on your phone or you're watching TV or you got lights on, you just put those bad boys on like eight o'clock, a couple hours before bedtime. And I swear to God you take them off, you put your head onto your pillow and you close your eyes, you're out like a light. Because there's no disruption, your body is just producing all the melatonin. So right when you want to go to bed, go to bed. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these girls going red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. It's like, how can everything be a red flag? I just don't understand it. Like I just could not be that negative about a female, the female population in my point of view, like, yeah, there are some red flags out there. There's some girls, some things that some girls do that annoy me that I don't like that I would definitely not want to entertain in a romantic uh, relationship, or just to be their friend for that matter. But some of you girls don't know where to get off the train. Guys can't do anything right these days. And you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and defend all guys, because you know, guys are fucked. Like I feel bad for chicks at the same time, but you can't just be constantly complaining about how this guy's a red flag. This guy's a red flag. This guy's a red flag. Cause then that is just a reflection of your own actions. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, another thing I'm going to say about girls is that bitches just love spinning and by spinning, I mean spinning in like a spin class, like on a Peloton or like, like if you go to a spin class, like I've, went and checked out a couple of the spin classes at the Genesis health club here in, here in Tulsa. And it's 20 chicks and one guy. So, I mean, that's not even a stereotype. That's just literally saying that bitches love to spin. Okay. And now to get a little festive action going here. Um, Putting Christmas is coming around the corner and, you know, I never really realized this when I was younger and I, I really just came across this thought, like, this week, I just put in my notes to talk about it on the pod. But, like, what a weird tradition it is to take your kids to the mall and have some old fucking guy dressed up in a Santa costume, pick your kids up, and put them on his lap to take a picture with them and have your kid talk to him about what he wants for Christmas. What are we doing there? Who's ideal was that initially? Some old fucking fart sack that, I don't know. I just couldn't imagine how down bad I would have to be to sign up for that and like go sit in a mall and like touch kids all day and be like, whoa Merry Christmas and fucking put on a, a Santa costume with like a beard and like the long white curly hair and, and just be like jolly old Saint Nick touching fucking kids all day. Like who does that? And what are we doing there? I'm not really sure, but I think it needs to end because now that I think about it, and I hope you're kind of pondering it a little bit, like doing that whole thing, like taking your kid to the mall. So some old guy can pick them up and put them on their lap. Is it really worth it? I'm a serious question. Parents, is it really worth taking your kid to the mall so they can sit on Santa's lap only For them when they're like eight years old to just totally know that Santa's not even real anyway. So when they look back and they're like, like nobody in the history of the world has ever like looked back on their childhood and been like, fuck. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I never got to go to a mall and sit on Santa's lap. Some weird old guy's lap and tell him that I wanted a GameCube for Christmas. Like, I just don't know. So I just don't think it's necessary. And I think just like the receipts as a society, we just all need to put an absolute kibosh on that uh, that whole societal norm. Like who are these old guys? Are we vetting them? Are they getting a background check? Are they registered sex offenders? I need to know these answers. And once I figure them out, then we can make it more uh, valued. Uh, what's the word? Um, a more, uh, I don't get fucking know, something opinion, doesn't matter. But um, until then, no more of that. And I will never be doing that. And if you're a parent and you do that, it's kind of fucked up. And if you're the guy that's being Santa, like I said, what are you doing with your life? Do you not have anything better to do in between December and Christmas that you're spending like your weeknights sitting in a mall, touching kids? What's going on there? Another thing that we all have to prepare ourselves for this um, holiday season and New Year's, uh, as I just was remembered by Snapchat, uh, sending me like a big, in my memories, a big, like long uh, year in review, like year recap movie for me to click through. I haven't watched it yet. I, I Maybe if I'm bored, I'll click through it. But it just got me thinking that nobody fucking cares. Like I almost don't even care about my own recap on my Snapchat memories to the point where like, I would have to be down bad, real bored to watch them. So here's what I'm saying is nobody cares about your year recap, okay? Nobody. If you are sitting on your phone going through your fucking camera roll or your Snapchat memories, screenshotting pics, you know, pulling up a pic and posting it on your Instagram story with like January, this date, February, March, April, May, June, check check it out, check it out, cool of a life I lived this year. Shut the fuck up. Just quit that out. Because guess what, nobody's watching it. Maybe you're like one or two closest best friends is watching it, but if my two best friends posted any of that and I saw like their little ticks in the top of their Instagram story that it was longer than like a a three post Instagram story, I'm not watching the rest of that. Why would I? And I would honestly text them and be like, hey, what the fuck you guys doing on Instagram? And I don't wanna sit here and be the fucking all big, bad, fucking, I don't know, uh, grumpy old boomer, uh, social media police. And i i just want to say like, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. And a rule is that nobody fucking cares about you. That's what, how everybody should live and the world would be a lot better because nobody cares about you. Nobody's laying in bed before they go to sleep thinking like, Oh my God, Jared's fucking Instagram story about his year in the root review. Wow. He, he had such a good year. Like, wow, even in the middle of a pandemic, he just figured out how to have the best year ever. Like, wow, good for him. I'm so happy I saw that today. Nobody is thinking that. And if you go through all that time to pull up all those pictures and curate like a timeline of everything you're doing and like concerts and trips, like, look at me, look at me. You're a crazy person. You deserve to go to a fucking mental hospital. And I'm not exaggerating on that. So if you're listening to this podcast, just keep your eye open for that. And next time you see a long-winded story about all these persons' crazy-ass fun times and see how good their life is, when in reality, they're probably crying every fucking two days anyway. No, sh- And this is for both genders. I'm not singling just the females on that. Probably living a shitty life anyway. You just need to make a facade on your Instagram to make it seem like everybody thinks that you're doing so well. It's just so fake. That is the really what it comes down to. It's not that... I don't think you should be able to do what you want on Instagram and have fun with it. I just think that whatever you're posting on there is not even a real portrayal of your life. And you're just being a fake ass person, trying to get likes and make everybody think that you're living a sick life. And I'm just not about that life anymore. And if you are about that life, I guess good for you, but also that's kind of not good for you because that's kind of embarrassing to be um, living like that. And final topic of the episode just in time for the holidays. Uh, Mr. Biden announces that he will not be extending the student loan re- relief, and people are pissed. Which I don't fucking get that. I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this whole student loan dilemma on the podcast yet, but what are we talking about? Student loan relief. The pandemic is over, everything is back to normal. Chill out. You should be getting paychecks. You should be back working. You should be doing normal shit. Like what are, what, like why are we having student loan relief? People are, my monthly student loan payment is looking at a little bit of mortgage. All these people on Twitter, fucking whining and whining. Like I can't afford. The amount of paying student loans is excessive. The amount I get taken in my check for tax is excessive. You signed up for it. You chose. You graduated from high school and you said I'm going to go to UC Berkeley. Okay? $50,000 a year. I'm going to go there, I'm going to take out $250,000 in loans to go get a fucking shit degree and so I can make 40 grand a year out of college and be paying 2 grand a fucking month in student loans. You did that yourself and now you're getting angry at Joe Biden for not extending the student loan relief that was fucking crazy that's even extended this far to begin with. The pandemic is over what these people saying, how dare you make me pay my student loans? It's a loan. You signed the dotted line. You signed up for it. You knew what you're getting yourself into. Oh, they forced me to go to college. You could have went anywhere you want. You could have went to a community college. You could have went to online college and all the degrees are the fucking same unless you're going to Harvard and you're trying to be a fucking doctor or like, I don't even know. But this shit just really pisses me off. These entitled, I don't even know what generation they are, but they're the stupidest generation in the history of people and an argument I see on online and on the news all the time is that this is supposed to be the most, the most advanced, most well learned, like the, the most educated generation of people in general, but yeah, okay, educated, well learned, but they just don't understand what life even is or how to live or what the fuck they're doing they're taking out student loans and then complaining that they have to pay them back. Like, no shit. No shit you have to pay them back. You don't just get 250 grand for free, okay? So what is this? What are we talking about? All this national student debt crisis, blah, 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 blah. All the national student cri- student debt crisis means is that there's, if it's whatever, trillion dollars. It, me- it just means that there's like, a, like 10 million fucking idiots or more than that. That are living in this world, that have gone to school, that think they're smart because they did four or five or six years in college, that think they're smart and don't think they have to pay for their loans. Well, that's not how it works. That's not how life works. You knew what you're signing up for. And I don't know what else to tell, tell anybody. Like, if you're listening to this, you have a student loan and you're pissed you have to pay it. I have a student loan. I'm not pissed I have to pay it because it got me through college. It fucking helped me out a lot. And now I pay it back every month. That's just how it works. That's how life works. So I don't understand this complaining. And frankly, it fucking pisses me off. Just these, these kids are so fucking soft these days. They think everything is a handout, and just because they oh my god. Anyway, that was Hilly's Hot Takes episode 26. I think that was a pretty good one for y'all. Uh keep on listening to the pod. Keep on sharing. Let's get let's start sharing it some more, okay? I think we got a good base audience. Um, I got a lot of people reaching out, saying they're enjoying it, talking to me about the stuff I'm talking about. We got a good base audience. Let's, Let's throw it on some stories, okay? Let's start tweeting it out. Let's start spreading it word of mouth. Let's really get this ball rolling so that I can start making money off this fucking thing. Jeez, people. All right, we'll see you next week.